If you're a guest here today, you have made our day uh, coming here on Father's Day. And by the way, if you're a father here today, thank you for your leadership. Thank you for your leadership. What a great example of leadership, bringing your family to the house of God to worship him. To worship him. It's Father's Day, so we're going to try to... Uh, I will not be keeping you long today. As a good father, I know what it's like to have hunger pains, and, um, <laughs> and we won't keep you long today, um, um, relatively long. How do I say? I don't know. Anyway, um, we're, it's Father's Day, and we're going to try to do our best and uh, <clears throat> try to do <coughs> something to share something with you today that can help all the mothers, all the wives, all the sons, all the daughters here today, because even though we're focusing in a bit uh, on who the Bible says are to be the leaders of the home, not my words, his words, and that means spiritual leaders, by the way, as well, spiritual leaders, God's word, I pray will help all of us here today. Um, And as dads, as husbands of the bridge, help them become better fathers, better men, um, become more like God intended for us to be. Um, When a father, when the leader uh, aligns himself, this is so important, aligns himself with God's plan, it's so pivotal to the rest of the family, isn't it? The whole rest of the family draws closer uh, to what it's supposed to be, draws closer to what God intended for the family to be. But it's all pivoting on the Father. Now, before I go any further, um, I want to pay tribute to my own father who died way too young in my opinion, he was 59, was one of the most uh, fun guys, I think I talked a little bit about him with you, one of the most crazy guys, Um, one of the most loving, Uh, it was a big guy, but it may have appeared to be rough exterior, but as Walter knows and can attest, uh, a teddy bear uh, inside. He loved, he loved people. Uh, The most sacrificial man of God that I've ever met, I've ever known, I won't go into all of that, a true spiritual leader of our home. And I miss him today. I miss him today. I want to also uh, say that the most pleasant surprise of my life was the days that my two sons were born. I know many of you can relate to that um, for your own children. I never could have imagined. I just, it didn't dawn on me and I never could have imagined that kind of love ever existed in the world. And all of the parents say amen. the, The love for my boys was instantaneous and has gotten better and gotten stronger with every single day that we live. And I truly mean that. I truly mean that. Uh, everyone says, man, you can't explain it until you have a child. And that is so true. 
It's just, it's truth. <clears throat> I want to be a better father today. All the fathers who agree, say amen. All the rest of the fathers? <laughs> Let's get started today and learn what we can uh, from the Word of God. For a man who is a father or is going to be a father, there are attributes, <clears throat> or there should be attributes, but they are extremely important, and it's critical to you and to your family that they are alive and well and, and, you're, and, and evident in your life and practiced consistently in your life uh, uh, as fathers. And since children absolutely have no choice as to who their father is, uh, let's step up. It's, it's, it, it, if, if you're blessed to have a child, and by the way, having a child is a blessing, um, before you can claim to be a father, you need to learn or at least be reminded today that it's up to you. And by the way, no one else. It's up to you to demonstrate, to put into action, uh, not just talk about it, but put into action these very important traits and attributes that I'm going to talk about today. Before I jump into these, I realize that there are adults here today. There are children here today who could only wish that their father would have been a reasonable dad, um, would have been a reliable father, a concerned father, or, or a father that was even pleased with them in the things that they did. But I pray that that trend of that kind of father stops here with the fathers at the bridge. So let's talk about just a few of these attributes today. As fathers, I believe <clears throat> that we can draw reference from our heavenly father um, I think that would be a good idea. <clears throat> and scripture says, but the Lord in Second Thessalonians, and I'm going to talk about the first one here today, which is fathers um, protect their children. Fathers are protectors. Um, they protect their children. But the Lord in Second in Thessalonians 3, 3 says, the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. A good father, I believe, for a good father, this first attribute that we're talking about here today, um, if we'll go back to that, that first attribute of protection, I believe this one is instinctive in good fathers. All the fathers say amen. It's just something that it's instinctive. Even in the animal kingdom, if you watch those programs, you see, man, if something gets around the, 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 the kid or the child or whatever, and boy, the, the, the father pounces or the mother, the, I mean, the father pounces on it. It's instinctive. They want to protect their family. They want to protect their children. Anything that comes harm to them and while it's instinctive, and this is important, while it's instinctive, it can also be the most difficult thing to do. That sounds contradictive, but as human beings, as fathers, sometimes to protect our children, it takes tough love. And that's hard. As a man, as a father, you are the one given that call. 
to push back against the evil that is seeking to or praying on your sons or on your daughters or even your wife. And if you don't step up, if you don't step in, who's going to do it? It's your duty. It's your responsibility. They are, they're counting on you. And, and they don't even know that a lot of times, especially when they're younger. But, but they're counting on you, Dad, to have the courage to protect them. It's a father's responsibility to be a man and, and collect that and gather that courage. And sometimes it's hard, but you need to. You need to, number one, you need to establish as a father, as a husband, you need to establish boundaries to protect your marriage. Now, I'm not going to talk about every single possibility out there. I just have a couple that I want to mention. But you need to establish boundaries to protect your marriage. You see, if the enemy can disrupt, if the enemy can destroy or separate that union between you and your wife, he knows he's now got access to the kids. Don't think that our enemy is so dull that he doesn't know that. <clears throat> he's coming after it. It's like two for the price of one. You know, if he, if he can get the marriage, then he gets the kids. And that could be two, three, five. In some cases in our church, we have a family with 11. Two for the price of one. Three for the price of one. And your number one calling as a father is to protect your children from slipping away and, and, and given, in many cases, when that happens... They slip away and they go to somebody else to protect them because your marriage is no longer there. It's destroyed. And now somebody else is protecting your children. And so I encourage all of you fathers today, fathers, to be transparent with your wife. Your life should be an open book to her. Don't hide anything. There's nothing that you have that she shouldn't have viewable, keyword there, viewable access to. <laughs> I'm only kidding. All of your accounts, financial, your, 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 your social media, your, your emails, everything. Don't let anything as minuscule as that become a wedge between you and her. And, and, and by protecting your marriage, you're protecting your children. To protect your children, fathers need to train children to make godly choices. <clears throat> I want the young fathers to pay close attention here today. You need to train them when they're young. When they're young. When they understand <clears throat> that the difference between right and wrong and you'll know that as a, as a parent, as a father. You'll know it. <clears throat> Train them when young. That, then there are, there are consequences 
guys, you need to train them that there are consequences to the choices that they make. And that's so important. Teach them when they're young, when the consequences are petty, when it's not, you know, not that big of a deal. Otherwise, when they get older, the consequences are so much worse. And, and they can actually be devastating, destroying. Find the right opportunity to teach them about caring for others. <clears throat> many times, you need to teach them that many times it's not all about them. That's hard for a parent. But they need to know that. And this requires you to discipline your children. This, this is, guys, this is not easy. It's the tough part as a father to discipline. But if you don't step up, who will? Who's going to do that? It's your duty. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 24 says, Whoever spares the rod hates, not my words, his words, hates his son. But he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. Proverbs 29, 15 says, there's more and a lot more scripture about this. I'm not just picking one out. Um, the rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. Teach them about respecting others. And I promise you, you teach them to respect others and they'll respect you. Teach them about, and this is today in today's world, teach them about the pitfalls of our culture today. <clears throat> they face things that we never did. They face, you know, bullying is big right now, unfortunately. Peer pressure, drugs. Guys, there are some drugs, and I know this is church, but where else are you gonna le learn this stuff? There are drugs out there that if you do it one time, you ruin your life forever. Kids, you ruin your life forever. The only answer to that, once that happens, you're so addicted, is God. God in a miracle from him. Because the rest of your life, you're going to be living with this addiction that you cannot kick on your own. And it destroys you. It destroys your family. And you get to the point where, you know, now you're beyond that in terms of maturity. And you like want to move on with your life, but you can't because you're addicted to this junk. Parents, fathers, teach them about this pitfall before they get stuck in it, before they get messed up in that junk. Teach them about alcoholism and pornography. The Bible says in Proverbs, train up a child in the way that it should go. And when it's old, he will not depart from it. It takes courage. It takes courage for a man to step up, to have that tough love and push back against evil. It, it, it will mean that, I'm gonna tell you right now, fathers, the dads, <laughs> they don't always go with the flow. Dads don't. And for, their, that, for that, they're not Mr. Popular in the house all the time. And you gotta be tough. As a father, you're called to be the warrior. You're called to be the protector. And get involved in the battle of protecting your children. When men don't step up, the cost of doing nothing means that indecency and immorality and other deviant 
uh, attitudes and behaviors become the new norm in the culture. Our precious children and grandchildren will pay the ultimate price if we fathers just turn our heads. When men cower down to their God-given role and choose not to get involved and assume their duties, assume their duties as a father to others, when they're not warriors for their children, when they don't push back against evil, the evil we fathers of today were meant to conquer will and have, by the way, turned around and now prey on us and our children and our, and our children's children. The next thing, attribute, is fathers provide for their family. They provide for their family. First Timothy chapter 5, verse 8 says, But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. How many know that there are two places we're going? It's either heaven or hell. And if you don't believe, you're not going to heaven. Worse than an unbeliever? Worse than an unbeliever. First, while providing or provisions mean, means more than material things, we can't discard that either. Uh, fathers still have to work hard. They have to sweat. They have to, they have to try their hardest to provide shelter and to provide food and the necessities of life for their family. If you're able, it's your responsibility to work and provide for your family's needs. As a father, it's also your responsibility to provide a stable home. That doesn't mean necessarily shelter, what I just mentioned, and food. It means a stable in a godly home, a stable home. And this takes time. Your children desire time. Your children desire, they need your time, time playing with them and having fun with them. Teach them how to enjoy life, not with your words, but with example, with an example. Have one-on-one talks with your kids. Just dad and son, just dad and daughter. Don't just provide when you talk to them, don't just provide facts and knowledge instill some wisdom into them. But most of all, take time when you're with them, especially in the one-on-one times, to pray with them. Pray with them. Be a provider. Provide lots of love. Provide lots of, of, of affection. And provide lots and lots and lots of encouragement. They need encouragement. And my final point today is fathers, keep yourself. Everybody say yourself. Keep yourself close to God. Keep yourself close to God. We need to guard. We need to guard against ourselves. By staying close. As close as we can to God. Because this fleshly man, 
And going forward in, my, in, in the rest of this talk here, I'll keep referring to this fleshly man as yourself. We are our own worst enemies, aren't we? Jesus gives us fathers a priority. He says to every man that our first and highest priority is to put God first, to follow him, to keep ourselves as close as we can to him. And to do that, you need to guard against yourself. So that you stay close to him. Fathers, protect that relationship that you have with God. With everything that you have. With every fiber in your being. As your highest priority. In order to do that. You need to guard your heart. With everything in you. And as a father. Keep yourself. From the lust of the eyes. Keep yourself. From the lust of the flesh. Keep yourself from the pride of life. Set up some standards uh, and boundaries for yourself. Set up some disciplines for yourself. Guard against yourself. Romans and Paul said, for I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. And that's why you must Guard yourself. You don't just let yourself go wild because in the flesh, in the flesh, this seems harsh, but you're a liar. In the flesh, you you can't be trusted. In the flesh, you you, you can't believe yourself. You tell yourself you, you won't do things and then all of a sudden you find yourself doing them. So, If you don't guard against yourself, I'm telling you, yourself, the flesh, can't be trusted. The old flesh or the old self will try to, as much as possible, and be always looking out to do this every time he can, to to, to get out, if you will. You also have to watch, I want to touch on this a little bit yourself real close because many times it's not that you're trying to go out there and do the bad things like the terrible things or something like that. It's not like that in many times, but it's that you just get busy in life and, and, and you're trying to keep up with this and you're trying fathers to keep up with that. And pretty soon, why didn't you get yourself to church? Well, I had to fix the car and I uh, the, the grass was getting long, um, so I had, to, I had to mow it. Pastor, if you'd have saw it, you'd have been there mowing it. I mean, we come up with these things, and then it's, why weren't you there last week, you know? Because it's the next week, and well, I had to work, I had to get groceries, and, 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 and how come you weren't there then now the next week? And, and I, had, I had this pop up, and you, you have to watch yourself because it doesn't always have to be the bad things but you tend to keep yourself busy that you completely forget to guard against yourself. You see, oftentimes, it's not something that we do on purpose. It's like we we just drift away little by little, and all of a sudden, you look up, and you're far from God. Far from the father that you once were far from the character that you once had, 
far from the presence of God. You have to guard against yourself so you keep yourself worshiping God, so that you keep yourself in church, so that you keep yourself obedient to the word of God, so that you keep yourself paying your tithes, so that you keep yourself praying, so that you keep yourself reading the Bible and his word. Now you may think differently, but God says as a father, your highest priority is not your children. It's, it's, it's not your wife. Men, because if you don't guard yourself and keep yourself close to God, there's no way that you can be a godly father. There's no way that you can influence your children to follow Jesus. There's no way that you can influence your wife to follow Jesus. The key is you have to guard against yourself. You have to guard against yourself from negative attitudes. From, from, from Googling porn, from lying. The truth is, if you don't guard against yourself, the enemy is going to sneak in and allow yourself, or like Paul calls in Romans, the old man, to escape. And if that happens, well, then you've lost everything. But as your pastor, let me warn you, fathers, that one day Jesus is coming back. And he's going to ask you, did you guard against the old man? Did you, did you guard yourself? Peter boldly proclaims this in Acts chapter 2. says, with many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt, this wicked generation. As a father, your greatest priority to, is to guard yourselves from this wicked generation. Peter said <clears throat> that it was corrupt then. Man, what would he say now? There's never been a time more corrupt. There's never been a time more untoward. There's never been a time more immoral, more, more wicked than the generation that we live today and that our kids live in today. Everywhere we turn, there's more opportunity for yourself to escape. But you've got to keep yourself from the immorality. You've got to keep yourself from the addiction and the alcoholism and, and, and all the other things because one day the trumpet's going to sound and Jesus is coming back and when he comes back, he's going to ask you, did you guard yourself? If I'm not a godly example, if I don't keep myself close to God, listen to me, fathers. Listen to me close. If I don't do those things, then I risk my children. I risk the destiny of my children and their children. That's why I said kudos to you for being the leader of your family and, bring, and coming on Father's Day and bringing your family. It's always easier, isn't it, to live for God when everything is going great and we're here and we're worshiping and all those kinds of things. But what about on Monday? You know? What about when when things are all going, you know, where on Monday. What about at home? What about in the office? What about, you know, uh, when we're at school or out on the ball field, Austin? You know, what about then? The Bible talks about Samson. He's mighty, mighty man in the Bible. And when I say mighty, I mean strong, mighty. Probably could hit a couple home runs. 
the scripture says that the spirit of the Lord began to move on him. And this is key at times, at times, the spirit of God, the spirit of the Lord would move on him at times. And it didn't always happen. It said at times, and the power of God would come on him. And in, in all of a sudden he'd, he'd fight a, a thousand, get this, a thousand Philistines. He did this with a jawbone of a donkey and killed them, a thousand of them. How does that happen? How does that happen? But at times, the Bible says, at times the Spirit of God would come on him mightily. And one time, Samson, he slew a lion. He actually ripped the, the lion's jaws apart. But all you fathers, at times, at times, all of us can live for God. It's a lot easier when we're on the mountaintop. It's a lot easier uh, when everything's going great, when the Spirit of God is on you and, and you're in the house of the Lord. But what about between the at times? We've got to learn to live for God between the at times. Because it's during the between times You've got to discipline yourself uh, to guard yourself, to guard your anger, to guard your ears and your mouth and your eyes and your heart and your mind, to guard your whole self between the at times. The key is the between times. In the between times, you've got to keep yourself in prayer. In between times, you've got to keep yourself reading God's word. And in between times, you've got to keep coming to church. There are a lot of people that have slipped back out into the world. Hear me close, fathers. You're the spiritual leaders of your homes. They slip back out into the world, and many of them uh, uh, from a church at one time or another, and some of them even from the bridge. There are a lot of people that have slipped out, and, and, and they didn't mean to. They didn't mean to stop guarding Just, just happened. They, they stopped guarding. They, got, they just got busy. And you see them here and there in the stores and, and that and, and say, well, we've been missing you and where have you guys been, you know? Haven't seen you in quite some time. Oh, we've been around and kids had, had a game last week and we had this going on and we had that going on. Or, 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 or we bought a house to flip and <clears throat> so we've been kind of working hard on that. And there's nothing, hear me, there's nothing wrong with all of that. But if you're not careful, you pay less and less attention to guarding yourselves, Father. And it's more about all of the other stuff. And then pretty soon Sunday becomes just like any other day. Just another day to get some important things done. But this is God's highest priority. Hear me close. It's God's highest priority for you fathers. You've got to guard yourselves. And if you don't, guard yourself and bring your family to church. It's just a matter of time and you let the old man escape and then you lose yourself. And all of a sudden you find yourself far from God. Don't take what you're doing right here, right now, loosely. 
by sitting here and being a part of this worship service today here at the bridge. You being here today is guarding yourself. It's getting your heart adjusted. It's getting your mind uh, straightened and tuned up. It's getting your gumption back to fight against the old man, to fight against sin, to say, you know what? I I might have failed. I might have fallen, but I'm getting myself back up. And that's what happens when you're here, when you bring your family and you come to the church and, and you're guarding yourself. You're, 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 you're putting up a standard against yourself. People ask me sometimes, what, what happened to that, that, that family? They, <clears throat> you know, so-and-so or whatever. And usually it's like, oh, they got busy and with this or that. And, and, and we used to see them pretty regular. And then it became, you know, just here and there. And before you know it, it's once a month. And then we stop seeing them all together. It's just that something gets in the way, something distracts them. And the old man escapes together altogether. And then the next thing you hear, and this is absolutely the truth. And I'm not saying every time, but the next thing you hear is, oh, they split up. Their kids are doing what? They were doing so good. You've got to guard yourself. Guys, I love my family as the worship team comes. I love my family. I'd do anything for them. I love my boys. I love Tara and Jenna like they're mine I love all I'm crazy about my grandkids I, I, I love my wife but fathers let me tell you something God says the best thing that I can do for them as a father as a husband is step up is to be a man is to be a leader and stay on guard for yourself. Because if you keep yourself close to God, you'll impact the lives of your children like you could never do. Dan, you'll have a godly influence. When you guard yourself, you'll have a godly influence on Emberly, on Phoenix and Justice, baby Clark. Fathers, you'll have the greatest impact on your children and their destiny if you as a father be the protector. Be their provider. Most importantly, guys, fathers, keep yourself close, as close as you can.